Good morning, America, and thank you very much for tuning in to the award-winning outdoor scene on W1RI. It's going to be a beautiful day in southern New England today. Looks like we got a high today with broken clouds of 71 over 51. And we have a high tide today at 523 this afternoon. Low tide this morning, do a little clamming, is at 1042. Sunset, 748 tonight. Love those beautiful spring days. If you're a follower of the uh, cellular table, today is a two out of four for this particular date. Major period will occur about 9.30 this morning, and the minor about 3.09 this afternoon. We're experiencing a waxy moon right now. It's about 78%, and the wind right now is 4 to 6 knots. Bay temperatures are running right now from 50 to 52. The bait is here, the first schoolie stripers of the year, and there's been reports now of keepers stripers here. Squid, bait, uh, more and more arrivals every day. Again, we've got a beautiful day in uh, stock for you today on Sunday. Uh, 71 for a high and 51 for a low in southern New England. A little bit cooler up north. On Monday, we got a 56 for a high and 43 for a low. And Tuesday, 59 over 39. You can communicate with the show or 24-7 at WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. And a lot of people use that avenue to announce happy birthdays over the year, and we're glad to do them as a PSA. Okay, for Sunday, May 3rd, 2020, we have happy birthdays today to a friend we grew up with in Mapleville, uh, Louis Latondres. Lives in Cheyenne, Wyoming now, but he's originally a Mapleville wall boy. Uh, 65 today. Uh, Paul Roselli from Mapleville, from the Boroughville Land Trust. Uh, Bobby Harris, big happy birthday today. And on Monday, May 4th, I would be Eric Young, 50, and uh, Dylan Estrella, fantastic driver down a Seacock Speedway and other uh, racetracks, turns 28. And let's see, May 4th, that would be my anniversary. 52 wonderful years. Congratulations, Susan. And uh, we feel like endangered species. But it's been a hell of a ride, and I'm glad it's not over yet. Our first part of our show is going to be sponsored by Belu's Flowers. And they're open for business right now. They get a nice assortment of spring flowers, including pansies. They'll tolerate a a, uh, frost and a light snow. Uh, They've got a real good supply right now, ample supply of the uh, Canadian wood pellets. If you just got your stimulus check or your income tax return, why not think about getting that done right now? A Mother's Day flowers. Do not procrastinate. It's right around the corner, and uh, Ralph loves delivering by calling 401-766-3165. And also, just because... Their gift shop and the fresh flowers they have right there in the cooler. You just let Jeannie know the denomination, what's in your budget, and she will match up the absolute perfect gift for you. They're also stocking your real necessities right now. Poo-poo paper, uh, mask, and other things involved during the epidemic. They've uh, reacted to that. And they're taking care of their loyal customers right there at Bealoo's Flowers. 401-766-3165. And also Little General Stores, 
There's one in your neighborhood since 1970. Uh, seven great franchises, including uh, money orders, gift cards, and propane exchange at most locations. Uh, watch their weekly sales on their website and on Monday and the call, highlighted in red. And uh, got a real nice website now, too. That was a big improvement for 2019. They also sponsor another show here right on Wednesdays on WNRI called Recipe for a Good Day. And that's every Wednesday at 4 o'clock with Chef Gary McLaughlin, who also heads up their catering department, along with our own WNRI, Jeff Gamage, who's turning into quite the uh, chef himself. You know, I get a lot of emails. Mr. Bob, how old are you? I can't recognize that voice. Do I know you from somewhere in the past? Well, I've been in uh, family has been self-employed in Northern Rhode Island since 1871. Uh, five generations. Uh, the call started in 1892. And the Baba clan got up here in about 1871, along with the Govins, which is my middle name. But uh, I'm a frugal Yankee, an older Yankee, and I do not throw it away. I get it repaired and get as much out of it as I can. And I support GNR Appliance Repair, whether it be ovens, ranges, washers, dryers, microwaves, a very repairable item when you get factory trained people, dishwashers, refrigerators, air conditioners, right around the corner right now, it's already May, and also installation of all appliances are now available by calling George Gurton at 401 765 2023. Factory recall, extended warranty, you get that paperwork in the mail, who are you going to call? I would call George Gurton. So if your appliance is hurting, call George Gurton. 401-765-2023. You know, we're all hunkered down, but cable TV is getting record numbers. Everybody's tuning in. And you look at it over the years, some of my favorite shows have always been, I tune it back in, American Pickers with Mike and Frank, always trying to unravel some new older thing in some barn or in a cellar, or Storage Wars, where they make the bids and then it's open up the totes and see what's in there. But both shows light up like a Christmas tree when they find uh, collections or single pairs of old sneakers. Because there's a big, big market on it now. It's like vinyl records. And when Socket right now on 10 Main Street, we have the sneakeroutlet.com. It's a retail brick and mortar that also has a fantastic website for e-commerce. The sneaker outlet is one of your one-stop shops for everything from sneakers of old to sneakers of new. On the top of the sale of new release sneakers... They also specialize in dead stock. They buy up uh, collections all around and refurbish sneakers. They also offer proper shoe care and refrigerant treatments as well as a trade-in-trade program. We the plug for shoes at the Sneaker Outlet, 10 Main Street, One Socket, a destination store, 401-648-1242. That's the sneakeroutlet.com. Also a brick and mortar at 10 Main Street, One Socket, 401-648-1242. 
Why am I saying that? You know, you think back eight, nine weeks ago, they had the Oscars on Sunday night. And, uh, you know, it wasn't too politically controversial this year. But all the guys are coming out with their fantastic tuxedos and attire and stuff like that. But they kept zooming in on what sneaker is he wearing? That's the fashion statement now that's going around. Sneaker Outlet, a very appropriate company for these times. Get you caught up to what's going on with the viruses here and the outdoor scene. Some of my favorite things that I've enjoyed in the past, we're going to have to take a hiatus this year and that's not going to happen. Uh, the Bonstable Country Fair, a county fair. Since 1844, in October it started, and this year would have been the 175th annual. I'll never forget it because it's always around my brother Joey's birthday. So I, I combined the two together, and, you know, we've done so much fishing down the Cape over the years. But the Bonstable Fair has already, County Fair, has already been canceled. The scheduled dates on it were Monday, July 22nd to the 28th. And they've already pulled the plug on that. And the reason why they did it was because a lot of the acts that were scheduled there each day, they had to make the call on that for the travels and stuff like that. Another thing that's very, very popular in New England for the entire summer, especially for destinations for families on vacations, uh, for years, we had a summer place down in Wareham, Massachusetts, on this side of the canal. And we really enjoyed those years with uh, Bob and Andrea and uh, the whole crew down there, my brother-in-law, Paul. Those are some great times. But I got exposed to uh, the Wareham Gatemen. And they were part of what they call the Cape Cod Baseball League. And that was founded in 1885. Ten teams, some of the best college players and drafts by the Major League Baseball in the entire country. And uh, uh, Jason Veritek played down there, Chuck Knobloch, Paul O'Neill, Dave Bergman, just to name a few. And we really enjoyed it when we lived in Wareham. Go over there and sneak a game in on that. Uh, they really hustled or else you didn't play. They've made the call. There's no Cape Cod Baseball League this year. And uh, that's going to be awful different on the Cape. It's going to be a tremendous blow for them, too, for uh, something to do. Another item that came out uh, Friday morning, I was shocked because it's a late date. These are events that were scheduled for August 20th through the 30th down in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Now you know what I'm going to say after I say the town. The 2020 Little League World Series has already been canceled. They may do it at a later date, depending on what's going on with the virus. But that's another event. Uh, first time since 1947 that this event has had the plug pulled on it. Okay, now one thing is returning, but you can't buy a ticket and go watch it. Because they're going to be distance apart. Especially the guy that gets out in the front and gets to check a flag. The NASCAR repairs to the big screen on your cable TV, May 17th, two days before my birthday, can't come soon enough. And they're going to run the first races down in Darlington uh, Raceway and uh, beautiful, warm South Carolina without fans. Okay, so that's going to be on your TV on Sunday and uh, the all-star races and stuff like that. 
and they're going to cram a lot of races in a short period to play, uh, try to play catch up on that for the sponsors and the viewers and that's one of the major sports that they can do keeping the distances uh, the only thing that I can think of that they may not be able to do it on is the pit crew type of thing. But they're wearing masks and helmets and everything else. And as long as they're checked ahead of time, I can't see where that would be a problem. So NASCAR does return the three top divisions. We'll have to watch for the scheduled dates for our local short tracks. And then as soon as that happens, we'll be right on the air Monday night with our ninth season already, I can't believe it, of the award-winning uh, WNRI Monday Night Race Chatter Show that I uh, host on that on Monday nights. I only had one show this year when we did the recap of the Daytona 500 and the driver and owner changes and sponsor changes for 2020. And then we all know what happened after that. Okay. Now, the next part of our show is going to be sponsored by a restaurant that's been around 52 years now. And Jimmy Ponte and his crew up there has really adapted to the virus. And instead of opening at 7 in the morning for the best breakfast in Northern Rhode Island, they've decided to do it at 8 o'clock in the morning. And you can get that fantastic breakfast all ready to go at 401 568 7187. And uh, also the Friday lineup, uh, the Tuesday pizzas, and uh, 401-568-7187. Don't forget the Sunday dinner for two. Or better than that, I'm I'm not going to commit myself on that because of the crazy hours they have and all the pickup and delivery on that. So double check their Facebook page and their website. But especially on Facebook, because they're pretty religious on that in the morning, because I always share it with my 5,000 Facebook friends. Cereals, Pizza Rima, and Restaurant, daily specials on Facebook. And that way, you know, especially for the supply of the uh, all the different items they use to make the meals, that must be quite a problem right now for all the restaurant tours that are trying to stay afloat. 401-568-7187. And we will all get through this together. I enjoy my Friday night fish and chips. Jimmy makes a good fish and chip. He's got a real good Friday night following. And uh, you call it in. And they very honest. They tell you over the phone when you call in at 568-7187. You know, expected time of arrival, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever. No charge for parking. Distance yourself five or six feet from the next person on the side of you. Make sure you may uh, wear your mask. And uh, they come out, one of the chefs will come out and announce three or four names. You go in, get your order, you're on your way. And they also do that delivery service. You can coordinate all of that uh, hands off. They don't even touch the pieces. Uh, the pizza comes out of the oven. They slide it, just tilt the uh, big paddle they use, and it goes into the box and is never touched by a human being until you open up that box and have that fantastic pizza from cereals. Now, if you want reopening as the schedules keep going on, one of the essential companies right here in Woonsocket and boy, they, I'm glad they are. They're such a valuable uh, business service to all of us. 
American Beauty Signworks is considered an essential coronavirus small business. They're located at 345 Providence Street in Woonsocket, I believe since 2006. Uh, 401-767-2922, whether it be digital, sign repairs, banners, sign fabrication, all the windstorms we've had here this spring, uh, do you have any damage? Or, better than that, uh, you're going to have to do something to help retrieve your first quarter losses from this year, you know, especially the businesses that were closed right up tight instead of a partial schedule. Sit down with your five-year business plan and design uh, some changes with Oscar and Desiree with three E's or even Kirko helping American Beauty Signworks to design a program for you to regroup and recoup a lot of those profits for the second half of 2020. Just for instance, how about a nice sign, a nice shiny sign? Yes, we are open. Yes, we want your business. Uh, observe six feet and then have pictures of feet right on the floor of your establishment. They are in tune to whatever your signage needs are. If you're a restaurant and you're going to be opening up on a gradual basis with spacing or maybe outside tables and stuff like that, take a swing by the uh, Hercules restaurant in Forestdale and North Smithfield and see the beautiful digital sign that Oscar designed and hung right up there over the counter. These are the type of things. Get ready for the second half and for future years with the correct signage. You've only got, you know, 15 to 30 seconds to have somebody pull over into your parking area and make that decision to go in and make a purchase. So make sure you have the correct sign for your particular business or your business needs. That's American Beauty Signworks again at 401-767-2922. Now, one other thing that Oscar has advertised on one of his brochures that I saw, including the brochures he makes with Dad's Kitchen, he even designed the menu for them, too. They're everywhere. But Oscar's claiming, you know, he'll make a sign for you in six different languages. Wow, I wonder where he got that. I got that translator on all my websites. But then, you know, the next time he takes me out and buys me breakfast, I'm going to have him talk to me in one of those other languages, and we'll see how that's working out. But we're talking about Oscar and uh, the beautiful digital uh, signage that they did up at Hercules. Did you see the quality of the menus that they have at Detta's Kitchen? Uh, Detta's Kitchen is a uniquely authentic African and soul food restaurant right here in the quiet city of Woonsocket. All dishes are freshly prepared with a home-cooked taste that upholds the best of West African cuisine. And uh, this this is really, really something. The aromas, the spices that they use, this fantastic menu that Oscar designed for them. Uh, the weekly specials, Monday through Friday, start out at 11.30 by calling 401-767-3459 for a pickup right at the door or a delivery to your door, piping hot, dead is kitchen. And uh, these specials that are in that menu start at $5, very affordable, up to a high of $11. I've talked to the cooks here, and uh, a lot of the dishes that they uh, make, they're freshly prepared, nothing ever frozen. Spinach, kale, all different items like that, soups, 
you name it, they've got it. Just something just a little bit different right here at Dedda's Kitchen. 401-767-3459. Now we're going to get back into one of those most popular items that we have added on to the outdoor scene. I would say now it's going on about two months, two and a half months. And ever since I got reborn again with my bird feeders and living in this nature preserve here that we have in uh, the quiet uh, northeast corner of Connecticut, the Connecticut Green Valley. And you've got a picture. My office is on a second story, a full glass wall, open to 100% woodland, walls, uh a natural conservation area, another 350 acres around that, uh, all the way down to Pulaski Park, to the state, uh, East Douglas State Forest. I'm completely surrounded by forests, state parks, or uh, game preserves, basically. And I'm in such a position here, an opportunity to uh, do some observations and really close for the camera work that I'm having an awful ball with. I've got one, two, I got the thistle seed for the finches. I've got a mixture for a lot of my songbirds that really love it. And now I'm seeing that a lot of the birds come up to it and they'll take a big seed, come over real close to me and break it there and eat it that way too. Then I've got a nice corn mix, real small kernels on a big feeder that all of them use on occasion, not every day, but uh, sporadic. And then I got two different types of suet cages. And I made them squirrel-proof. I bent them over real tight. They are not getting away with these, those little critters. And then I got my bird bass and a few other items. But I have to photography right here, gray foxes, uh, red foxes, uh, gray squirrels, red squirrels, uh, we have our resident supply of whitetail. Uh, Thompson is really loaded because of the surrounding forests we have around us and the farms. There's a lot of uh, forage and uh, still a lot of nut trees and, you know, not the uh, psychiatric, psychiatric types, but uh, the fruit nuts and stuff like that, beech nuts, pig nuts, stuff like that, are very plentiful in this part of the state. And uh, turkeys, did I say turkeys? I've got one female that comes every day. I've actually named her Rebecca. Today I just did a photo op, a solitary male come in. And then I just saw his beard hanging down to the ground. I was touching the ground. And then his ugly, multicolored head. And I said, this is not strange. He's all alone. But maybe he got kicked out of the brood for the day. Kicked out of the bedroom. A lot of the uh, females right now are nesting. And uh, I know Rebecca, she comes up once a day. So you're probably on a, a whole uh, brood of eggs. And it comes up one day, gets a few snacks, and then sneaks back. And as I'm looking right now, we have a new addition that's appeared for the third street day in a row. And Margie, my uh, cousin Margie Bradley had some appear Monday at her house. And I says, I haven't seen them yet. But I'm looking at them right now, and I've also snapped some pictures. I have a male Baltimore Oriole here right now, within 10 feet of my window. Very, very colorful. 
Uh, we also had green hummingbirds uh, come back from the migration this week. And this morning, I had a double header. I had my very first northern flicker. Uh, it's a yellow shafter. Uh, that's the, that particular type of flicker. And uh, what makes this distinctive from a lot of the other woodpecker-style, red belly woodpeckers and stuff like that, that look very similar? Most of the time, the flickers are ground feeders. So that's the, one of the easiest way to tell the difference of the two. They will pound away on the old rotted logs and stuff like that, especially this time of the year, to lay their eggs and have their young. But according to what I've seen so far, I think we're up to, to today, 33 different species that I've photographed, uh, taken pictures of right here at my feeders. And uh, I'm working also with the uh, Connecticut Audubon Society on this, and they're located over in Parfit. And also a fantastic group that you ought to think about up here in the Connecticut Green Valley is the Wyndham Land Trust. A lot of properties throughout the area, and what a great organization that is. Now, this is what we have accumulated so far. Long-eared owls, short-eared owls, great horned owls, barred owls. Uh, these are very colorful, and what a song they have. Pine warblers. And you can hear that distinctive thing. I've got 50 Autobahn uh, Society um, bird chirpings and songs and stuff like that as a recording in my computer. So when I hear it with my own ear outside, I get on my computer and I match it up. And this one here is definitely a pine warbler. A ruby-crowned kinglet appeared about two weeks ago. Uh, the American kestrels have been here quite a while. Snipes, woodcock. Woodcock I've only seen one. I'm hoping to see that second one so they can do the dance for me. Cooper's Hawk, yeah, we got them. A great blue heron, uh, the flicker, we talked about that this morning. Uh, swallows, I, I've got these two now. I call them, a lot of them are flycatcher swallows. They'll sit on the end of a, a branch and flicker their tail up and down trying to keep balance. But also a lot of the small swallows and uh, those uh, wrens, uh, stuff like that. We got a lot of them now at the feeders, especially at the suet. Uh, mockingbirds are here now. Uh, the palm warbler, altogether different. And also, we did a feature story on them. The brown-headed catbirds. They're quite characters, I'll tell you. Uh, purple finches, uh, male and females are right here. And as everybody saw the pictures that I put on Facebook and a couple of my websites, I got an awful lot of thank yous on that. And I also got a lot of people asking me permission to share that photo I put of the northern goshawk eating the uh, morning dove right here three feet away from my window on that snowy day we had about 10 days ago. I was just in the right spot at the right time. That American pigeon was actually quivering its feet upside down while the goshawk had a meal. And you know, I was having a grilled cheese at the time, but uh, I was just in the right spot at the right time and I swear that that northern goshawk did a photo op for me. It took time. I got 12 real good close-up quality shots that I will treasure forever. So there's a lot of birds in the area right now. And daily, there's more and more coming back. 
We're talking about NASCAR coming back on the 17th down at Darlington. And hopefully we can get the icebreaker in. But it's not going to be an icebreaker now. It's going to be probably a swimming pool breaker or something like that. But Thompson and all the work going on at uh, New London Waterford and Stafford Speedway is raring to go as soon as they get the okay from the governor of the state of Connecticut. And also Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Uh, you can pick up or ship daily right up until 11 o'clock. They can get it out the same day at 6 Hill Road in Harrisville, uh, 401-710-9992 or 1-800-763-9992. eight a.m. to 5 p.m. They share the same property with Hopkins Auto Repair at the old Harrisville Bowling Lanes. I used to work there as a kid and uh, across from uh, Toadie's Tavern right there in the village of Harrisville, in the town of Burrowville. Shane Hopkins, who knows all the divisions, and everybody knows Shane, him and Shane Lean purchased that from Brad LaFontaine over the winter, put on an addition to their building, and all systems go. It kept on a lot of the same help, too, because they know all the customers. Race car pod supplier and custom fabrication, they'll actually build you a race car. They'll build you a chassis in their chassis shop. Simpson, MSD, uh, Willwood, Moroso, and so much more. Anything in race car building. Race car parts and service from a career-long racer, Shane Hopkins. And also, they got a few specials on. Uh, they get a good buying group here. And they got 15% off all sweet manufacturing. You guys out there know what I'm talking about. Steering, boxes, wheels, spot and chemicals, SD20. On sale at four ninety nine a can. 401-710-9992. That'll get you right into Northeast Race Car Arts and Speed. And Race Cars Complete. Maybe you're, uh, you're stumped. You want to uh, have something squared up on your chassis. Bring the whole race car. <laughs> you know, they got plenty of bins up there and plenty of uh, lifts and everything else. They'll do the work for you also. Because they're complete in-house. Now also, another business savvy gal that has operates a business over at uh, 1 uh, Victory Highway, and that's in Chapacha, Rhode Island, is Green Dragon Comics. Uh, comics and collectibles. Facebook, get on there and like it. Green Dragon Comics. She updates it daily. All kinds of specials. Uh, she ships daily, and they have limited hours pick up at the door until we can open them up. 401-949-2076, Green Dragon Comics and Collectibles, uh, brand new comic books, collectibles, board games, role-playing, and Magic the Gathering, and also Fortnite, that and so much more. She has a big presence down the uh Comic-Con in Providence every year. She's been doing that for four years. Green Dragon Comics and Collectibles. You'll be amazed. Just give her a call. I'll be surprised if she doesn't have it on the shelf. And also, she's got one of the best locator service. If you're looking for a particular episode of your comic book collection, if she doesn't have it, she'll get it for you awful quick. 401-949-2076. It's a destination company. 
Well, it's amazing how much uh, the show, we're talking about phonology and other stuff. And I got another thing I'd like to announce here, too. Uh, we're on the press releases for, uh, you know, Vermont and all the other New England states. And I got to fire this computer up while we're doing that, and I'll monologue a little bit more. And if you don't keep the uh, computer screen up and running, it goes to sleep on you as a screen saver. So that's what happened to me. Okay, it's, I got it back now. Uh, Vermont, fishing license sales. Think about this now with the epidemic of the virus and everything else. You've got all this extra time on your hands. Uh, some states we had an early ice out this year or even lack of snow. Vermont fishing license sales are booming during the shutdown. Spring is having a hard time this year deciding whether it wants to show up. Winter doesn't seem to want to relinquish its heavy grip. It's the age-old Vermont battle of the seasons. A typical day right now sort of goes like this. Winter's at 6 a.m., spring starts at 10, summer will be from 12 to 2, and then fall starts about 4.30 in the afternoon. Well, Mother's Nature's uh, recent mood swings and snowy tantrums haven't seemed to uh, deter Vermont as though it seems an unprecedented surge in fishing participation this year in Vermont. Listen to these facts and figures, and I hope these are duplicated throughout New England. I know Maine has got had an uh, early season up there, no license required, and instead of their conventional April 1st opening, they let it go as fast as they could up there because they know they're going to take a big hit this year on tourism, their uh, largest uh, income-producing uh, money thing in the state of Maine. Well, right now in Vermont, as of April 27th, so this is about five days old, they are over and above last year with the power of computers. At this time, 6,000 additional licenses and permits, according to this, uh, by the same date of 2019. And uh, they weren't surprised at the uh, increase. They're surprised at the amount because of the current uh, COVID-19 shutdowns. So people are reacting to that. And another thing you can add to that too, is you're catching something for the table. And, uh, you know, trout, salmon, whatever, and uh, catch a nice fresh meal. And at the same time, it helps the fisheries conservation and management work with the additional licenses purchases, getting out there and getting some fresh air, and also a great family type of thing to do. Or grandparents bringing out the kids and stuff like that. So uh, that's what happened in Vermont. And uh, I can't wait here to uh, see how the other states are working on this. I'm going to have to assume... Hmm. Max O'Loss. Oh, I love that coffee. Uh, Kim is saying, isn't he something? Having a cup of coffee on the air and not sharing it. Okay. Another thing that came out of Vermont, and we have to acknowledge it, because I do on every New England state, because I truly believe in it. Once a year, Vermont has a Game Warden of the Year, and we're proud to announce the North American Wildlife Enforcement Officers Association Vermont Officer of the Year has been awarded to 
Sergeant Warden Robert Courier. He hails out of Exit, Exit Junction, and he's been named Officer of the Year for 2020 by this group. It's the highest honor that can be bestowed on a game warden in all of North America. Colonel Jason Batchelder had the award ceremony, and he won this by an international panel of conservation law enforcement professionals and got the nominations and won this uh, from United States and Canada, who chooses the annual winner. Robert is an outstanding all-around game warden, according to his uh, boss, Lieutenant Carl Whedon, Cora's uh, supervisor. He handles all complaints in a timely manner and a professional demeanor. He is physically fit and scores superior in each physical fitness assessment. Very competent. He's a very successful investigator also on big game cases in 2019. So congratulations on that. This is Vermont's choice. When I get the other ones from the other New England states, we'll make that part of the outdoor scene. So, uh, congratulations, Vermont State Game One Sergeant Warden Robert Courier of Essex Junction, this year Officer of the Year for North America. I'm glad to get it over the air. We've got some fishing reports here, too, and a lot of people getting out there. The amount of pitches and uh, stories that I'm getting on Facebook and on my websites are just, you know, they're going through the roof. Uh, we're talking hundreds per day now, and even some nice tatag catches now. And uh, let me see, we got another report here. Omeko sent me one in from uh, Buzzards Bay. And good keeper size tatag right now, taking in Buzzards Bay. Green crabs are working, and he still has some uh, supply of green crabs down there for bait. The water's cold, and uh, clams and sea worms might give you an edge too for this type of spring fishing for the Tatar. Uh, stripers, 12 to 15 inches. Uh, Kevin was down there and Brian down there. And the biggest one he got was 22 inches on the schoolie. But uh, they are reporting getting some nice ones. And also right now, it's a fantastic time to get down with the 300 kettle ponds that they have down on the Cape for those fantastic largemouth and smallmouth bass fishing right now just before the spawn. Spawn's going to happen, a uh, water temperature get between 59 and 61 degrees, and that will kick all of that right in. Uh, saltwater anglers reports. We got some uh, tournaments coming up, and uh, let me see here. Fluke Special Tournament, Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association, June 12th to the 28th. Uh, these have not been canceled yet. Team Fluke is July 3rd through the 12th. Uh, Black Sea Bass. Now, I got a lot of great emails on last week's show. Uh, we monologued about 11 minutes on Black Sea Bass and the emerging of a, a super inventory of uh, catching and eating a great fish. Uh, the, the Black Sea Bass Tournament is September 4th to the 13th. Fall Bluefish Tournament is uh, September 25th to October 4th. And Fall to dog tournament uh, for the white chins is October 9th through the 25th. We get some other notes here we're going to talk about uh, from the Island Saltwaters Anglers Association. 
Oh, they've got a, a potty boat uh, fishing trip coming up. And I don't believe it's been uh, filled yet. It's later in the year. Uh, Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association, potty boat fishing trip, junior member with adults are included. Uh, scup, black sea bass, and anything that bites on Saturday, August 15th, 7 a.m. to noon. Uh, this is for the, the members and stuff. Adults is only $25. Juniors are free, 16, uh, 6 to 17. Every adult must be accompanied by a child. This is a members-only trip. This is basically half price of what your party boats. Uh, this one's going to be sponsored and uh, use the boat of the 7Bs. It's a nice 80-footer that sails right out of Galilee. So we got that coming up that you might want to uh, mark that on your calendar. And uh, so many things going on. Uh, think about becoming a member of the Rhode Island Saltwater Anglers Association. It's the best investment you can make for recreational saltwater fishermen. And also for the, uh, in that particular case, uh, special interest groups with the lobbyists uh, that they have uh, down in Providence to watch our back on that. You know, nothing uh, snuck in to uh, limit our access to uh, the shoreline of stuff for fishing. And uh, we got a new uh, report here that just came in from Janet Coit. And her assistant down there, Gail Mestrada, just sent me an important email that I'm going to get on the air right now. And that's brought to you by uh, Bartleville Motor Sales. And under the same roof over there, they have a dual business. And really comes in handy if a lockout service, you forgot your keys in the car, or uh, the seatbelt got caught in the door and left the dome light on and killed the battery. You know, all you need is a uh, jump start to get you going. And you're not going to call your wife or your ex-wife and find out you're three months behind on your alimony, or uh, Ghostbusters, or one of your grandchildren. You should be calling Larry's 24-hour towing at 401-568-6286. Uh, they've been at that location, three different owners, since 1922. And they also have a great supply of used auto and truck sales and vehicle state inspections. They don't farm them out. They do them right there. Uh, Peter Druin, Jerry, John, Brian, and the rest of the crew, all ASC, uh, ASC certified. they got seven or eight different uh, towing vehicles right now, whether it be a flatbed or on the hook or even... Um, uh, Transportation of motorcycles or any unregistered vehicle. You got a good deal with your stimulus money. Uh, now you got to get the vehicle home without getting a, a ticket. Uh, call Larry's 24 hour towing, 401 568 6286. Also, expert bodywork and insurance estimates by calling that same number. Larry's 24 hour towing and Boroughville Motors, 401 568 6286. Uh, communicate with the show here. You're listening to the outdoor scene on WNRI. Uh, nine years, ten years now in WNRI Sunday morning. We're right in between the masses at nine o'clock. And then uh, have your breakfast and on your way for a beautiful Sunday here in southern New England. We're also family-oriented and try to keep coming up with mystery trips for you to take the whole family, especially during the virus right now. Okay, State of Rhode Island, they just sent this to me. New temporary license allows commercial fishermen to sell certain types of seafood 
directly to consumers during the COVID-19 public health crisis. So they've readjusted here. Oh, this is why they can sell down at the docks now and stuff like that. Uh, making it a lot easier for those people to stay in business. Licensed seafood retailers from the vessel in which it was harvested and will now be allowed uh, with this new temporary license that's come available in the state of Rhode Island. Okay, this is an emergency regulation. It was filed on April 17th, passed unanimously, and it's in effect for the next 120 days, and then they'll reevaluate it. Uh, the new licenses, oh, listen to this, I can't believe it. Thank you, Gina and Janet. The new licenses that we're talking about right now are at no cost to resident commercial fishermen licensed to harvest finfish or any other crustaceans in ocean state waters. Upon uh, obtaining the new license, fishermen may engage in direct sales subject to several requirements governing harvest, handling, reporting, and safe sale activities. Okay, so that's something the state of Rhode Island has reacted on that. It's a common sense type of thing. And you know if you're from New England, you really love your uh, native seafood that we have. A lot of your lobsters are now going farther and farther north with the uh, warming of Narragansett Bay. But you're reacting, you do your sea bass, fluke, and other species that we have, and you're still allowed one striper in the tri-state region, 28 inches or bigger on that. So that's for 2020, and that'll be a real value it for 2021. Got another article that just came in from Montpelier, Vermont, from the big boys up there, and it's on young wildlife belong to the wild and that's going to be brought to you by, let's see who's left on the list here right now. Oh, Harvest Moon Health Foods. Boy, they, they're doing a bang-up business there now. We've got elderberry pills. A lot of these uh, supplements that you can take every day uh, really help you out with all these flus and viruses that are around. And Harvest Moon is open today, Sunday, from 11 to 3 for your shopping convenience. Uh, they're located Route 21. Uh, Putnam, Connecticut, that's right off Route 44. At the traffic light, as you enter Putnam with the new car dealers on, just take a left right there. That's Route 21. You'll see Colonial Plaza right there on the right. No charge for parking and plenty of parking right at the door. And they're consumer-friendly. I mean, if you saw something on the cable or something on any of the doctor shows that you want to add to your daily uh, supplements and stuff, if they don't have it, they'll gladly get it for you at an affordable prices. And uh, 300 varieties of herbal tea. I've got uh, elderberry pills there. I get my cranberry pills. Uh, I get a brown coconut sugar up there that you're supposed to be using uh, when you're first starting with diabetes. So the family members like that and uh, all good quality stuff. And if you grew up on the farm like I did on the Baba farm up on Cooper Hill, uh, you'll never forget the taste of raw milk. Well, you can still purchase raw milk right at Harvest Moon Health Foods. It's totally legal in the state of Connecticut. Did I give you the phone number? If you're looking for something, uh, they're very consumer friendly. They do not talk down to you. Uh, 860 9282352 That's Harvest Moon Health Foods. They are open Saturday 11 to 3. They're actually open 7 days a week. 
2352. And I got to make sure I go through this list to make sure everybody that made this show possible uh, gets their airtime. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So let's see what else we got on the agenda to talk about on the outdoor scene here on Sunday morning. Okay. Wildlife belong in the wild. New England is buzzing right now. Mother Nature is all paired up. And it's that time and a very short period that all the little ones appear. Okay. Picking up young wildlife can do more harm than good according to Vermont and all the other DEMs. Okay, handling wildlife could also pose a threat to the people involved. Wild animals can uh, transmit many diseases, and angry wildlife mothers can pose significant dangers. Okay, department scientists encourage wildlife watchers to respect the behavior of animals in the spring and early summer, matter of fact, the whole year, and to resist the urge to assist any wildlife in ways which may be harmful. Here are some helpful tips. And if you're living out in the country or walking in the park, you're going to come across something like this. Okay, the big game. Deer and moose nurse their young at different times during the day and often will leave their young alone for long periods of time. These animals are not lost. The mother knows where they are and will return. Young birds on the ground may have left their nest, but their parents will still feed them. Young animals, such as red and gray fox and Robbie raccoon, will often follow their mother. The mother of a wildlife youngster is usually nearby, but just out of sight to a person happening upon it. Animal that acts sick can carry rabies, parasites, ticks, or any harmful diseases. Do not handle them. Even though they do not show symptoms, healthy-looking raccoons, foxes, skunks, and bats may also be carriers of deadly rabies virus. Many wildlife species will not feed or care for their young when people are close by. Obey these signs that restrict access to wildlife nesting areas, including many hiking trails that may be temporarily closed while this is happening. I know in the state of Connecticut, uh, there's a lot of osprey and different uh, beaches that have temporary restrictions during the uh, season on that. And then as soon as everything's done, they take the signs down and it's back open to the public. And these are annual types of things as the birds come back, especially the birds of prey that come back to the same nest year after year. Uh, keep domestic pets indoors, leashed or fenced in. Dogs and cats are the number one killer of baby animals each year in each state. Domestic cats and dogs, not hunting, not traffic fatalities, your domestic cat and dog. And I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, Delivering for years and years with FedEx. 
The first thing you do when mom and pop get back from their day job, 4, 4, 30, 365 days a year as they open up the door and let Roscoe out. Well, he's got a free reign. Delivery guy's a fair game in any game that's out there too. And it's just a natural tendency. Be very aware of the helpless animals out there. Avoid projects that remove trees, shrubs, and dead snags that contain nests during the spring and summer. Information about rabies and wildlife conflicts in the state of Maine, you can call 1-800-4-RABIES, which translates to 1-800-472-2437. For the safety of all wildlife, taking a wild animal into captivity is also illegal with very severe fines. Even one you suspect is sick, injured, or has been abandoned. Now, the only exception exception to that that I can tell you is my friend uh, Ben, Ben Killham over in uh, Lyme, New Hampshire, not Connecticut. He has a wildlife rehabilitation center for black bear cubs. And uh, we're talking to him about two weeks ago, and I think he had 61 on the property at this time. And it's a valuable service that him and his sister supply up there in Lyme. And uh, what they do is, a lot of times, a mother or the female of the black bears uh, will get hit by a car or be harvested um, accidentally or whatever. It's it's legal game for black bear hunting in your three New England states, including Massachusetts. Uh, a lot of times, the uh, female will come into sight and not realize that there's two cubs or three cubs behind. So that they uh, pick up the DEMs and get them over to Ben, and he takes care of them for a year without human contact, and then they release them out into the wild. Uh, another thing on that would be uh, if a mother uh, white-tailed deer gets hit by a car and the fawns are down, a lot of times DEM will either euthanize the animal or relocate them. A same, same thing with raccoons and stuff like that too. You know, in the case of the mother being lost somehow, some way, or to an owl or a big bird, bird of prey can pick off those mothers very, very easily. She's protective of the little ones, so she's fair game. Those are the only obstacles to that. So uh, just let the animals alone the way they are and let nature do its course on that. And we'll all be a lot better off for it. Let's see what else we've got to talk about today. Uh, let me see here. Oh, our turkey season started in almost all New England states. Uh, it's usually a four-week period, uh, commencing for the month of May. Like I said, we've got plenty of turkeys here, about 35,000 estimated in Connecticut. Uh, Maine is all the way up to about 65,000 now, estimated inventory up there right now. And... Uh, Another tip on that I'll give you. You can't stalk turkey in uh, Rhode Island. You have to be in a station, stationary position and either be quiet or lure them into you with calls. And a lot of people, especially the novice or first time out or very inexperienced wild turkey hunters, and you may go a few years without even harvesting one, because the success rate isn't 100% by any stretch of imagination. But don't 
feel bad if you harvest a bearded female turkey, okay? You see the beard and automatically say, that's a legal tom, that's a male that's got the beard. Up to 30% of all wild turkey females do have a beard. So don't be misled by that. The heads are completely colored different. Uh, the color of the feathers, one's a little bit darker than the other. There are distinctive differences. But if you're, you know, adrenaline's rushing, especially with a bow and arrow or a uh, crossbow or that type of thing, uh, don't feel bad by taking a hen, a bearded hen, uh, by misidentifying it as a tom with the beard. Uh, make sure you get all that information back to the state that you're hunting in. That information is so, so valuable for setting uh, creel limits, uh, the season length. Uh, we're adding on, Rhode Island added on last year, two birds in the spring now, but there's one restriction to it, one on state land and one on private land. And each state, Connecticut, you're allowed up to five turkey a year now. And uh, Maine, they don't care how many you take because <laughs> they're eating the same mass as their prized whitetails. But uh, check the abstracts on my website, WayneBobIsOutdoorScene.blogspot.com. Left-hand side has all your DEMs, including New York, and all your abstracts in hunting rules and regulations and fishing. And why I keep reminding all of my listening audience on the outdoor scene about that is uh, most of the sessions now are canceled because of the virus. So a lot of it's being done electronically, and you may have some changes on your fishing and uh, hunting abstracts in your particular state. So always double-check the website before you go out. And just another reminder I'm giving you right now, too. It's May 1st. It's actually May 30th, Sunday. But uh, did you get your new license? Did you get your new permit? Did you get your boat registered? These are the things we forget. They're the last things you forget about, like your driver's license, even though you get the reminder. But make sure you get all your permits, licenses, and everything else, or inspections done before you get all hyper and all wound up. Make all your plans. Get out there for the big fishing experience or the big hunting experience and realize you're illegal. You don't want to sit up in the court on that and uh, get labeled as a... Uh, someone that doesn't adhere to the laws. A lot of it is incidental, as we all know. But, uh, oh, phonology calendar, I almost forgot. You know, before that, I sold some people on uh, emails this week that I would get it on the EF, and I think I just got enough time. I kept, uh, I don't know why, maybe they're coming out of hibernation now. How many snakes are there in Rhode Island and other New England states? Okay, we do have poisonous snakes in Rhode Island. Matter of fact, I got a future book coming out on it, on documented cases. In Northern Copperhead, last one was over East Providence, timber rattlesnakes. Uh, Johnny got bit by one right here. Uh, black races, Eastern smooth green snake, Eastern ribbon snake, Eastern milk snake, the Eastern garter snake. Black and yellow, very plentiful in all your New England gardens. Do not remove them. They're very helpful for you in your garden. 
Uh, the northern brown snake, decays they call them, D-E-K-A-Y-S. The eastern hognose snake. The northern water snake. The black rat snake. Northern ringneck snake. Uh, eastern worm snake. And the northern red belly snake.